Hey humans, how's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. I sat down for this episode with David Nunn. He is a former Crip. He is a, um, what's called an OG, meaning original gangster. Uh, what that means is he was a founding member of the Crips here in Nashville, Tennessee. And he was very honest and open with me. We talked for quite a while and he told me about his life in the gang and moving up through the ranks. And um, we talked about what it was like when he went to prison and how things operate in there. And uh, he also talked about when he decided to leave the Crips and, and the struggle of that and and coming out of the other side and, and what he's up to now, which is... It's really an ast- he has an astounding story. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers here, so as usual, I'll put some links up on the website heyhumanpodcast.com. You want to go check out some of the information that I post there about what uh, we covered in in the episode. And also, if you want to email me, Susan at heyhumanpodcast.com, I would love to hear from you. Um, if you could do me a huge favor, go to iTunes and rate and review Hey Human Podcast. That would be fantastic. I really appreciate it. Um, tell all your friends to listen. We're at heyhumanpodcast.com. I don't know who we are. I am. I'm a one-woman show here. Heyhumanpodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, um, Blueberry. It's, it's all over the place. And uh, if you have a favorite podcasting app and Hey Human isn't on it, Shoot me an email and let me know, um, and I'll I'll get it on there. I'd appreciate that. So, so thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. Here we go. David Nunn, hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm well. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, no problem. Yeah, um, I want to make sure you kind of have a quiet voice. So, I'm gonna actually scoot this soft-spoken person. There we go. All right, that's probably a little better. Say something, anything. Anything. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. So we met, well, this is our first time meeting, but um, my friend Adam, who's also your friend. Right. Yeah, got us to connected, which is awesome. Yeah. He's great. I love Adam. He's a good guy. Um, so tell me about you. You. He said that you are retired from being in a gang. Is yeah. Right? But, and he called you... I'm going to be super dorky by saying, he said, you're like OG, which is original gangster, right? So whatever that, and I always think, oh, I thought that was just for the songs, but that's like really a term, right? Yeah, that's real life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So talk about that. What What does that mean exactly? It means you started, you started your own chapter. Is it like a union kind of? I well, it just means you grow in, in the gang to, it's like rank. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like being a soldier. Okay. Yeah. Like so, military. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you go from uh, the first stage, the second stage, third stage, and the OG is like the fourth stage, the one of the highest stages. High ranking. Mm-hmm. That means you get to boss everybody else around. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. like the military. Yeah. You yeah. get to sit back and, like, be out of the spotlight. Yeah. Are you in the spotlight when you're going up through the ranks? Well, yeah, but, I mean, not just the spotlight. It's like you do all of the dirty work. Yeah. Then when you get there... Then you like kind of sit back. You can relax. And, yeah, a make the calls. And the spoils of war. 
Yeah, but I mean, I mean, when they come to get the head, and when they come to bring down the gang, that's who they come to get. It was the top person. Right. Yeah. So, how old were you when you started being uh, in a gang? I was 18. Oh, so you're kind of older. Yeah, I'm 35. Yeah, you look young. But uh, you thanks. are older to go in. I mean, because from, from the limited amount of things I know about gangs is they, you know, younger kids tend to start... Well, nowadays they do. They start real young. Yeah. Yeah. And why Why at 18? What made you choose that? I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Just uh, a lot of my friends from my neighborhood, they were entering into the, entering into the game. And we was already friends all of our life because we kind of lived in the same neighborhood. So yeah. I just wanted to be a part of whatever well, they were being a part of because we was, was our that? friends. It was in uh, Nashville. I don't ever think about Nashville having gangs, but I guess everybody has gangs. Right. Yeah. Well, it didn't just start. I mean, it was kind of like it was already a gang before it was officially a gang because it was like neighborhoods. Like when we were real little, it was like this is our neighborhood. And we, but back then it wasn't a lot of trouble. We were like starting out in this neighborhood and we would play baseball or basketball against another neighborhood. Right. Right. So everybody was kind of like sectioned off like this was my neighborhood and we all hung together and that was their neighborhood. Yeah. And then as we got older and got introduced to gangs, then it kind of broke off from being a neighborhood to being gangs yeah. and being violent and troublesome. How how does somebody, like how, if I was a gang member and I wanted you to join, what would be something, I mean, how, did somebody recruit you, I guess is like, yeah. Kind of, yeah. They just Basically. say, "Hey, this is a better a better life than something else." Or now they powerful. like I was I started getting in a lot of trouble and uh, fights and stuff like that and stealing cars and selling drugs and a lot of my friends that was already in the game they was like thought that maybe I would be a good asset to the game. Yeah, you're a big guy too. They probably was like, I gotta look strong. Well, when I was coming up, I was real little. Oh, really? Yeah, I was puny. You ate your but, veggies. But, but I didn't take no stuff though. I was yeah. tough and I could fight. Yeah. So they was like, you know, bring me in. Like, hey, you one of us, man. You know what I'm saying? That probably feels really good. Did your family know? No, they didn't know. No. 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 Did you come from two parents, one parent? One parent. One parent. Mom, mm-hmm. dad. Yeah, my mom. Mom. Mm-hmm. So did she ever find... I guess she must have found out. Yeah, she found out. Was she pissed? Yeah, she was pretty pissed. Yeah, she was pretty pissed. I guess maybe not about the gang, but about the lifestyle I was choosing to live. Because were you doing drugs or just selling drugs? Or both. running drugs? Oh, both. Yeah. Did you have a favorite drug? Uh, all of them. All of them? <laughs> I guess. Really? Do you think it would have made a difference if you hadn't done them and you were just uh, most running definitely. drugs? I don't know. They say that sometimes for the drug dealers that don't that don't take their product, send that life is a little less chaotic. But no. I guess it doesn't matter. It's it don't matter. Yeah, it all leads down one path. There were two paths. That's either dead or in jail. For a gang member. For a gang member and a drug dealer. Yeah, I guess that doesn't make sense. So. Can you talk about like a day in the life or like what was your day to day as you're moving up through the ranks, just knowing zero because I'm not in a gang, um, yeah. it means you have to like, you have to kill people, you have to just like run drugs, you have to do, like do you have to basically do all sorts of things to prove who, like that you are worthy of the gang you're in? Well, 
I mean, you don't really have to prove. I mean, I guess at a certain point you do have to prove. But, I mean, really just like, I mean, it was just regular life for me because I was already in the streets. Sure. So I, I, I quit school. I quit school in 11th grade. Well, that the summer I was supposed to be a senior, 12th yeah. grade. I quit school. And uh, I was already selling drugs. And that was just a life of a day. Just a day for me, a regular day. And it was probably good money. Yeah, good money. You know, the game really didn't do nothing for me, really. Because, I mean, I was already that person. I just got in the gang and became part of the group. Did you move up rapidly? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Because you seem like, I mean, I don't know you yet very well, but you seem like a smart person. You know, you can yeah. tell when people are smart. And yeah. it's, I feel like... I kind of moved up, like, being protective, being a man, basically, I guess, you know, standing up for myself, standing up for my other gang members. Sure. Um, whatever I do, I like to do it my best. Yeah. So if I got a group of people right here that's around me and... I'm making money, then I make sure they make money. If I'm spending money, I make sure they spend money. If they got a problem, then it's my problem. Sometimes they might not want to handle it, so I go handle it for them. How long were you in? You, you went to? Did you go to jail? Yeah, I you did. did. Okay, so when? How long were you in the game before that happened? Probably about two years, maybe. Oh wow, not very long. Uh, what happened? Well. um... I was in a gang. Really, like, before you get in a gang, they kind of, most people, they kind of put them on watch. And that means, like... Like, they, the gang puts you on watch? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that yeah. means, that kind of, like, they just observe you and watch your activities and watch how you handle certain situations to see if you qualify and if you're tough enough to be in the gang. I kind of skipped that part, and I went straight into the gang. Why do you think that because I already knew everybody that was in the game. Because they were so, your friends. Right. And I and they already know what I was about and what I would do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was in the game for probably about two years. And I got busted with some drugs and went to jail. When I went to jail, I was around a totally different people, group of people, a group of gang members. It was the same gang, but it was a group of people. Because the game is like nationwide. Well, can you say what it is or no? Yeah, I can say what it is. It was the Crips. Oh, so that's like the... Right. For me, like, because when, when I was growing up, all you ever heard about was the Crips and the Bloods. And I feel like they were the original gangs yeah. in America. I'm sure that's probably not, not true. Because right. I know nothing about this stuff, really. I, right. I probably should have researched it more, but I really wanted to... For me, I like hearing first person than going on the internet and reading some article that some guy with glasses in a college professor short you know like is, is talking about I'm right. like well what, what is he but you know, know what the, the funny part about it is and I think this is an important part and you know that um, the gangs really originated in California in 1968 after the Watts riots mm. and that was during the time when uh, the Black Panthers and the Revolutionary and uh People, uh, black people, African Americans, were trying to stand up against police brutality. Sure. The same thing that was happening then is kind of happening now. Absolutely. So um, the gangs uh, formed them. They formed because they were supposed to be like, all right, this is my neighborhood. This is my community. We're all going to come together and we're going to police our own community. Yeah. But then it turned into something negative. Yeah. 
Right. And it turned into robbery, drug selling, yeah. and all these other different types of bad things. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Right. Yeah. All right, so back to the question at hand. Now, yeah, I went to jail. I caught a drug charge, and I went to jail, and I stayed in jail for two years. Were you protected in jail because you already had that affiliation? Yeah, but when I went to jail, like I was telling you, I was, I was around a totally different group of people. So they didn't know me like my friends knew me. Oh. So I had to go through the whole process. Start all over. over. Yeah, start all over again. Like when you get uh, put into a gang, you have to get beat in. So the first time I got beat in, it was with my friends and stuff. But then the second time I got beat in, it was with a totally different group of people that I didn't even really know. When you say beat in, you mean they literally beat you up? Yeah. Whoa. To see how strong you are? Just to see if you got a heart, to see if you'll fight back, to yeah. see if you're willing to go through it. I imagine fighting with your friends is a huge difference than fighting with people who are incarcerated. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. God, were you scared to death? No, nah, I wasn't scared. Really? No. Nah. I wasn't scared. I just, you know. That's probably why you did well. I guess maybe so. So, okay, so now you're in jail. That's a whole nother world. How are you navigating? I know that within, I don't know, I have read and through talking to people who have experienced it, that they, that there's little factions within a, a prison situation. So you have lots of different gangs, lots of different groups mm-hmm. from so what's that mean then that there are bloods also in the prison yeah how do you function with people who are sworn enemies to each other you know to you just you, you don't really you stay out of their way you really don't do business or communicate with them nothing like that but what do you think it is that okay so African American you are they are for the most part are there I mean, are there white people in the Crips and the Bloods? I would Very few. Very few. Okay, mm-hmm. so where do you think it is that, that that there's a line drawn where you look at somebody else who looks like you, you know, talks like you maybe, it comes up from the same, but all of a sudden you're going, oh, you're different than me. Why do you think that's such a human behavior? Like you and I, I'm white, you're black, you know, why we're not supposed to, oh, if I get pulled over by a policeman... They're going to say, license and registration. You're going to go through hell. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think, like, when you look at your fellow human beings who just happen to be on the opposite side of the gang, this is a philosophical question. I mean, who knows what the answer is. But for you, why do you think you would look at someone else and be like, you're different because you're in this other gang than I am because I'm in this gang? Well, I never, looked, I never looked at the person different. I just looked at what they stood for is being different. How? What is the difference between what the two factions stood for? Or is it more property or place? Yeah, property, ah. place, territory. Because they kind of both supposed to have stood for the same thing. So that's really the bottom line, isn't it? It's like why war is fought. It's always over land or... Mm-hmm. Or property, or property, or yeah, this person did this to disrespect this person, or yeah. that person snitched on this person, or they got more than I do, right. or I'm robbing this person, you know. Yeah, those type well, of things. It makes more sense. I mean, it doesn't make me feel better, but it makes more sense. So, you served your time, and now having that experience with this whole other level, 
and you get out, do you immediately go back to your friends, or do they are they suspicious of you because you've been in prison, or are they You're talking about like after the two years? After the two years, yeah. well, after the two years, I got out and I was right back at it. Yeah, yeah, I got I stayed out for six months. Oh, you went right back to the prison. <laughs> yeah, I went right oh, back. Oh crap! <laughs> yeah, I went right back. All right, I take back the smart thing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What did you go back in the second time for? Drugs. Drugs. Yeah. Did you have and a, a shooting this time? I got you shot somebody? Uh, no. Allegedly. No, I didn't shoot him. I shot at him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's some point? Like, as I wonder this with military people too, because and with police and who many who never ever shoot their guns, but in in military and in gang, taking another person's life, it just becomes part of part of what happens do you think that that it changes sort of the way people just think from that point on you have to go okay like for example i remember when i bought my first gun right and i thought about it for months i thought okay if i own this if i make this a part of me that means i have to be willing to take someone else's life no matter what am i willing to do that it was a really, really deep thought, you know. I had to really, really, and I ultimately decided, well, if it was me and versus the person and they were trying to take my life, then I guess, yes. It's such, it's a weird thing to wrap your head around, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you ever have that? Like, okay, or were, is it just so, like, an automatic indoctrination that you just, whatever the hive, for lack of a better word, right. whatever the gang hive is deciding, you just all decide that and it's not even a thought no it wasn't I mean I carried a gun it was for to protect myself sure to, to protect my homeboys yeah you know I wasn't just out looking to take somebody's life but I would rather have it than not have it and I'd rather be them than me same exact reason I did it right yeah I think that's kind of an important thing to mm-hmm. to know yeah. yeah, like I don't just go. I wasn't going around. I really don't know you were nobody. You're like, hey, I don't like you. You're, right. you're not yeah. a serial killer. No. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't going around just shooting anybody or trying to kill anybody or nothing for fun. Yeah. 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 What you do know, you think? I kind of had meaning behind it. Okay, so you go in for the second time. How long are you in that time? Uh, three years. Did but you? before I went in, I got shot. I got out. Yeah. Somebody shot at you. They shot me. Because why? Because because you had gone to jail or because no because they were scared of me basically it's I mean that's what kind of what it boils down to was it somebody within your own gang no it was somebody that I was best friends with though oh crap yeah one so, of one of, one of my friend one of my homeboys that was in the gang with me that I rolled tight with every day when I went to jail he robbed my friend who wasn't in the gang he did like a home invasion and he went in his house and he robbed him. And I had no clue. Were they about it. were they friends? No. Oh. He knew him through me. That's that's sucky. Yeah, so when I went to jail, my homeboys robbed him. Not cool. So I was kinda like his protection. So when I went away to jail, they took advantage of him and they oh. robbed him. But when I got out, I didn't know. So when I got out and my homeboys embraced me like, Oh yeah, you out they gave me some money to help me get back on my feet from being in jail. But it was some of the money that they had robbed him oh, for. Oh, God. Yikes. Yeah. 
So when he seen me and I just got out of jail and I got a nice amount of money, then he was like, oh, yeah, you had something to do with it. Did he, did he ask you or did he just come guns a-blazing? No, I, um, we, we both sold the same drugs, ecstasy. And uh-huh. a lot of people that was buying ecstasy from him was telling me, like, hey, he's saying you're robbing people, man. I was like, I ain't robbing nobody. He was like, yeah, he's telling every, he's telling everybody you're robbing people. So I, I reached out to him, and I was like, hey, man, what's going on, man? You telling people I'm robbing people? And uh, he just, like, kind of cussed me out and was like, when I see you, I'm going to get you because I know you had something to do with me getting robbed. And I, I swore it down to him. Like, I ain't have nothing to do with that. Look, man, me and you been friends since we was kids. I never had nothing to do with it. Did and you say anything to the people in your 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 homeboys? Yeah. I feel stupid saying homeboys. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But I did, yeah, I confronted them about it. What did they say? They was like, man, he ain't part of us. He ain't in no gang. He ain't our homeboy. He's nothing. He's a peon. Mm. Like, why are you taking up for him for? And then I was like, well, you know. I guess you're right. Y'all my homeboy, so I ain't gonna hold it against you. But now you cause this friction between me and him, and now I, basically I gotta deal with it. So how what happened? How'd you end up getting shot? Did you go to meet with him? And no, I was at a gas station, and uh, he pulled up at the gas station, and, and at the same time, man, I got out the car and I went up to the car and I tried to talk to him about it. Because I was tired of going back and forth. You looking for me. I'm looking for you. We arguing. So I kind of wanted to squash all the beef. Yeah. Yeah. So I got out the car and went up to talk to him. And he was scared. He was already intimidated by me. He was scared of me because of... Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because of who I am and what I was known for standing up, taking care of my business. So uh, it was like in a public place at a map code. And... Uh, I seen that a couple of his friends had pulled up, so I was like, hey, look, I'm gone. And when I got ready to go back to my car, he shot me. With your back turned? No, I turned around, was looking at him, and he shot me. Where did he shoot you? What part? He shot me right here, almost in the chest, in the shoulder area. Fuck. Yeah. That's intense. It breaks my heart a little bit, too, to think that this, you know, you guys are childhood friends, and then you grow up, and suddenly all that stuff just gets thrown out the window. And then even your word, which at the end of the day, if you don't have your word, what have you got? Right. Have you guys since made amends? Nah, he's dead now. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't didn't kill him. I know. (laughs) Did he, was he killed by a gang person? No. No. Uh Oh. He was he sold drugs, ecstasy. Oh right, I heard about uh, that. Sure. The police tried to pull him over, and he put the police on a high speed chase. Not a good he idea. He jumped out the car and ran. The police chased him, and he tried to run across some railroad tracks and got hit by a train. For yeah. real? Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Huh. Life is so bizarre. Yeah. Okay, so. You get shot. What happens next? I go back to jail. For being shot? Because he took out a warrant on me. What? Yeah. Wait, he, what? He, he shot me. Yeah, I know. And he I, shot you and yeah. you had to go to jail? Well, he, when he shot me, I started looking for him. And I shot up his house. And oh. I shot at him on, on several occasions. Okay, so you retaliated. Mm-hmm. And then you had to go to jail for that. Right. Right. And... He took out a warrant on me, and when the police got me, they busted me with some more drugs and a reckless endangerment. 
When you say he took out a warrant on you, does that mean he told the police? Yeah. That's pretty ballsy for a guy that deals right. drugs. Yeah. Sheesh. Okay, so back in jail. Right. How long? Three, Three years? years. Mm-hmm. But you're wounded the whole time? No. Oh, they let you heal yeah. first? Well, no, I healed. I stayed out. The first time I went to jail, I went to jail, got out and stayed out six months. So this happened right when I got out of jail. So I healed up, and then I went back to jail. When you got shot, did you think, why am I doing this? Or did you really just, like, blaze on? Did you just... Uh, no, the second time I got shot, I did. Okay, wait, we'll get there. How, right. Was that after... <laughs> First of all, there's... I mean, there's weapons in jail. I know that's a fact. There's yeah. all sorts of things. and There's drugs, there's weapons, there's alcohol, there's all sorts of things. Right. So, you know... Don't even get me started on what I think of the prison system because I think it's so broken and mm-hmm. and you know it's makes money for people to yeah. keep people, especially people of color, yeah. you know. In is that a derogatory to say people of color? I don't. Even, I can't even keep up anymore. Like what is don't what's insulting? Because I, I do you know who Ruby Amanfu is? Who? Ruby Amanfu? No. Oh, she's an amazing artist here in town, and uh, she was born in. in uh, uh, Ganya, Ganya, that's a shampoo. Ghana. <laughs> I haven't had coffee yet. In Ghana. <laughs> oh, wait, Garnia is a shampoo. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She was born there, and uh, her family came here when she was quite young, and then she became an American citizen and all that. And we had a really interesting conversation about, you know, she's black, but she's like, I don't even like that word. She's like, there's so many different colors, and we talked about all the different things. She's like, person of color, what does that mean? being black what does that mean you know brown black tan i'm kind of you know tannish green you know it's it's like we can't we can't just look at each other and be like oh this human being yeah it's anyway so i always like catch myself and go god is that i don't know if that's bad to say because when you're when you're white you feel like kind of everything you say at this point is shitty yeah you know it don't bother me yeah yeah my wife's white oh she is yeah and my kids are mixed yeah, I don't know why I went, oh, but <laughs> that's good to yeah. me. I just said this the other day, a friend of mine showed me a baby picture of their friend's kid and it's Korean, a Korean mom and a white dad and the baby was so cute. I was like, man, I, just, I wish everybody would just have sex with everybody, all the different colors, so we're all mixed up so that we yeah. don't have anything to say anymore. Right, yeah. You know, but then we just find something else. We'd be like, oh, well, his veins or bluer or whatever right. you know we'd find something right anyway back to the story at hand <laughs> now let me know that ruby was not born in a shampoo bottle um so anyway so you go back to jail this guy you know called the police on you you go back to jail you're in for three years anything different in the three years from the first two years or is it kind of the same or mm. Mm, yeah it was well the, and do you not? Years. And do you not talk to like? Do none of the races communicate with each other within the prison system? Oh uh, yeah, you do. Definitely. Oh okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like. Oh no, keep to yourself. Keep no, your head most down. definitely. I, I talked to Aryan nations, vice okay. uh, lords, Crips, Bloods. Yeah, everything. Okay. We all talk and communicate and do business together, but when something happens, when that line get crossed, then it's like, all right, now we gotta go to war. Okay. Because you know that what I'm a part of, and now you're saying that basically what you did is pointing out that we're weak. So 
It's a pride thing. Mm-hmm. You men and your pride. Mm-hmm. Swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> Lordy. Okay. All right. So you get out. Then three years go by. Then what? Three years go by. Then I get out. Three years of your life. You yeah. know, that's well, a lot. five because I did the two years. I know. That's so much time. Years, are right? you not saying like, what the fuck am I doing? Or are you just but it was so easy to do. It was so easy to go to jail and do three years. Like Why it, was it easy? Because it went by so fast. You have friends inside. Yeah, okay. And I got my family on the outside. Yeah. They take care of me. and Your your gang family? No. My, Are you already my, married by then? No. Oh, okay. My mom, my aunt. With everybody, my but they cousins. not want to hit you upside the head and be like, "What are yeah, you doing?" Yeah, but they also might want to make sure that I got like commissary and yeah. visits, taken and, care of, yeah, clothes yeah. or shoes or whatever and I need, or phone them. calls. Yeah, yeah. So I would then on the inside, like I would eat off the land, basically. Like they take care of me. Uh, I still smoked weed and got high in jail. Sure, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so now you're back out, and what's the plan? Well, I'm, I'm when I first came out, I'm like, I'm gonna do good. I'm gonna stay out the way. I'm try to work, and you know, get out get, of the gang. You yeah, mean? no, not no. get out the oh. gang, but just try to get Keep my life together. Yeah. yeah. So do they care out. if you want to do that, or do they're like, what are you doing? Yeah, they care because when you're working. And you're trying to get your life right. Working at a regular job. Right. And you're trying to get your life right. Uh, you're not hanging with the homeboys as much as you was. Not, not really. Is, yeah, mm-hmm. you're not really paying them any attention. Yeah. But, I mean, it didn't just, like, piss them off. But, it, like, the lifestyle kind of was intriguing to me. Like, I missed it. I wanted to be a part of it. I like not having to work. Still getting Excuse me, money. You probably, sorry, I keep burping. You probably made more money not right. doing a regular yeah, job. Yeah, that too, most important. Awfully enticing. Yeah. Um, I mean. What kind, well, I mean. Big difference, huh? Yeah, yeah. A big difference, major difference. Yeah. Yeah. So, what job did you try and get when you first? Uh, I worked at a book binding company. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That sounds boring. Boring. Was it boring? <laughs> yeah, it was boring. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's like, because you're a smart guy, it sounds like. That was boring. When I, I had the worst, one of the worst jobs I ever had in my whole life, it was the, um, the swing shift at a, um, this factory, and they made the, the keys that go into your, your laptops, right? Yeah. Your computers, and it was basically just a line you'd like pour the thing and then we'd go around and then you'd cut the thing and then we'd go around and then you make sure oh my god I wanted to shoot myself after about three days I was okay so enough about me book finding alright so you did that yeah. and you're like this sucks right so it wasn't hard for them to pull you back were they no, no. I only worked a job for like maybe a month or two well, Not even two months. Yeah. And then you said, screw this, went back. Right. Okay. Well, I started serving, selling drugs to the people at work. Oh, you did? Because they were bored. They're like, do you have any fun? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I started selling drugs to them, and then I was making my paycheck, and then they would make their paycheck, and they would spend their whole paycheck with me, and then I was like, uh, I might as well just quit and just come up here on Fridays when they get paid and yeah. get their check. Did you have any kind of thing like, oh, my God, I'm selling drugs to people that are do you know what I mean like it's feeding, the, feeding but, the problem I'm sure you, you sold drugs to probably all different right yeah. that's what I was about to say yeah. like I sold drugs to whoever however whenever yeah. did it bum you out though just like I'm part of this 
this no. system that makes people just not want to do anything with their lives? Or no, no, you're just like no, no, money. Right. That's what that's what my mentality was. Like I'm getting this money because if I don't sell it to him, then somebody else will. He's gonna sell it to him, and he's gonna sell it to him, and she's gonna sell it to him. So yeah, why am I gonna pass up my opportunity to make some money and get my make myself better and out of poverty and pass it on to the next person? Yeah. I, don't, I mean. Yeah, it's a, it's like that double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. What about, like, kids? Did you sell drugs to kids and stuff? No. No. But it, hmm. I just... It, it's such a complicated issue. Don't you think? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's complicated at all. You don't? No. I think it's complicated. I think it's like we, we live in this crazy circular argument. You know, I mean, human beings. This, you know, there's this group of people that that are perpetually kept over here, but the people that are trying to get out of being there are sort of feeding into that system yeah. so that they can have a better life. Right. I mean, to me, that's that's complicated. I guess maybe it's not. It's simple. I don't well, know. a lot of people preaching. Maybe my brain and is saying, just, a lot of people saying they preaching and saying, "Oh, well, we need to stop this and." We need to stop the drugs and this and that. But like you said, they're steady feeding the, the problem. Yeah. The resources, they doing everything they can to keep it going, right. but put on the front like they wanted to stop. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. So, okay, so you're out. three. You start you, you start selling again, and then you leave that job, and then what happens? Mm, the money wasn't fluent like it was at first. It's kind of slow. Do you think that's because you were gone for a while, or is it because you went to to do that regular job? It's because I started getting higher. Oh, <laughs> right. On on ecstasy or ecstasy, uh, smoking weed, laced with cocaine, drinking, partying mm-hmm. more. Yeah. yeah. I smoked a cigarette with cocaine in it once yeah. or twice. Well, really, like five times. And whew, man, when I was in college, <laughs> talk about escape. Yeah. And take you to another place. Um. So you're getting really high, which means your profit margins going down. Going down. Right. So then what happens? Uh, so I tried to rob somebody. Okay. Yeah. Somebody you knew or somebody you didn't know? Well, it was all because I was mad, you know. And Men and their emotions. Right. <laughs> well, it was, it was a funny thing. I met this guy, and uh, I was high. Like real stone, and uh, I was going into old Charlie's to get me something to eat, mm-hmm. and he was uh, the bartender. And when I sat down, he was like, "Man, you smell like weed." <laughs> he was like, "You got any more?" I was like, uh, "Yeah." He was like, "Meet me in the bathroom," and so I met him in the bathroom. He was a white kid. He was probably like maybe nineteen, twenty, and uh, he had some weed too. So we exchanged different types of weed and. Uh, I gave him my phone number and stuff. And he invited me over to his house one day to get high party. And they was over there. Everybody brought their own weed and everybody was just trading weeds. And it's like a wine party. Right. Yeah. And um, he was from Memphis. And his parents sent him down here to go to Vanderbilt for college. And he was he had a bookie. He was gambling on... Uh, college basketball and football and he lost a lot of money so he was like $25,000 in the debt with the bookie and his parents wouldn't send him any more money so he was selling weed on the side to try to make a little money 
And uh, he asked me, could I help him get some weed? Like a large amount, maybe like two pounds. So I was like, yeah. So by him not knowing the game and knowing the business, I kind of like overpriced it. Mm-hmm. And I could go get it from my partner, who I buy weed from like every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I only buy like 50 sacks, maybe a $100 bag or something like that. And uh, so we was going to meet up and I, he was going to buy two pounds for $10,000. So I went and told my partner, I'm like, hey, look, uh, send me a pound of weed. He was like, he'll send me two pounds. For like six thousand. Oh, it's a big profit. Right, so I was gonna make like a four thousand dollar profit. If this guy owed twenty five grand, why didn't he take that ten grand and at least pay part of it to his Yeah people? Anyway, all right, go on. (laughs) (laughs) That's just dumb. Anyway, go on. So um the guy that I used to buy weed from, he was like, Nah, I ain't he was like, All right, I'll sell it to you and I went to go get it. And I was telling him like, Hey look, I need to get it so I can take it to the guy who wants to buy it and he was like, Nah. I was like, come on, man, I buy weed from you every day for like two years. See, this straight. is what I was going to ask is how do you know that that kid's not an, an, you know, an informant? Yeah. Because I had been over his house to a couple parties before. Yeah. And I kind of trusted him. Yeah. Than that. It was just a chance I was going to take. Sure. Yeah. So. Um, but this guy's like, I haven't met that guy. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to take it to him. You know, he don't have to deal with it, the guy. So he was like, no, nah, he didn't trust me with the two pounds of weed to take and sell. So I was pissed off. I was like, man, I've been buying weed from you for two years, man. I ain't never ran yeah. off with nothing or pulled no games or nothing like that. Yeah, it's insulting. Right. So he was like, well, I'll ride with you. I was like, well, right, I'll take you out there with me. So we rolled out there to the house. And I was like, all right, we here. Let me get the bag so I can go in. And he was like, no, nah, I want to go in with you. I don't want the weed to get out of my sight. I'm like, I'm getting madder and madder. So... We go into the house and they cut me straight out the deal. And he got, he made his money or whatever, whatever. So when we get back in the car to leave, he gives me like $100. I'm like, what is this? He's like, man, I'm giving you that for messing with me, man. I'm like, I was just about to make like four or five grand and you're going to give me $100? So me and him argued. And, I'd be pissed. Right. And, uh... I dropped him Sounds off. Sounds like a music business. <laughs> yeah, I dropped him off and I stopped talking to him for probably a month. I was pissed. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, one day he called me. He was like, hey, man, I, this is like a month later. He was like, uh, I need to get some more weed. I was like, man, I ain't messing with you, man. I was like, no, nah, because you cut me out the deal. He was like, I tell you what, man, I'm just going to give you the money this time and I'll let you go get it. This is the white kid. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, all right. So my intentions was like, look, Dude done pissed me off. He done pissed me off. I'm about to get both of them. A little revenge. Right. Yeah. So. I would not want to make you mad. You're <laughs> a very large man. All right. I went to the, <laughs> uh, the dude's house and I got the money. And I told him I'll be back. And I just like folded up, put it in my pocket, and then I left. Holy crap. And so I went to the guy that I was uh, yeah, yeah. supposed to get the weed from. Sure. And uh told him to have the two pounds ready and he was like alright and when we pulled up he got in the car with me and I pulled out a gun on him oh yeah and we kinda got the scuffling over the gun in the car? yeah so I jumped out the car and he jumped out the car and <clears throat> I made him go back in the house cause it was like we were like outside at gunpoint so I like made him did go back in the house did he have a gun too? no oh 
This is my gun. <laughs> I had another guy with me, you know, and uh, we took him. We went in the house, took him in the house. Oh, you were you had a buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we took him in the house, and I kept asking him like, "Where's the weed at?" He was like, "It's on my bed." So I went to his bedroom, and my the guy I had with me was supposed to watch him in the living room. So I went in the bedroom and. I got the backpack full of weed and I started searching the room for other stuff. I found eighty thousand dollars. Oh my god! Right. So when I found the money, I was like, panic, like it was a rush. So I just like jetted out the house and I told my boy, like, come on. And you had an eight, the eighty grand and the weed. Yeah. Oh god. So I ran out the house and I was going down the steps and I looked back to see where my boy was at. He wasn't there, and he was hollering for me. He was hollering my name, so I went back into the house. And when I went back into the house, the guy that we was robbing had came up with a gun, and they were wrestling over the gun. And I'm just like standing there in the doorway, like, and the gun started going off, and he shot me. He shot again. Yeah, five times. He shot you five. Was it? Yeah, shot me three times in the stomach and twice in the back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you think, okay, I'm dead now? No, I got up and ran out the house. I shot him back and I ran out the house. Did you hit him? Yeah. Is he still around? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I ran out the house and we jumped in the car and sped off. You have the money and the drugs? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm bleeding all over both of them and... Did he just miss every vital everything when he shot at you? Yeah, basically. But, I mean, I was breathing super hard. I couldn't breathe. I was panicking. Every breath I take seemed like they were getting shorter and shorter. And I wasn't going to be able to make it back to the house. So I told my friend that was driving. I was like, look, take me to the hospital. I got to go right now. So he dropped me off at the hospital. He sped off. With your drugs and your money? He he took that with him. But you trusted him? Yeah. So he sped off, and I went into the hospital. What do what do okay? So what do you say when you walk into a hospital? I told him I need help. I just been shot. And they're just that was they're like, like okay. They hit me like a clipboard, and I like I don't want the clipboard. I just walked past them, like busted open through the first doors I seen, and like laid down on the bed. And when I laid down on the bed in the first room, the doctor came in and. Start cutting my clothes off of me and all this, asking me all my contact information. They gave you like a that. wait a minute. I'm still at. They gave you a clipboard. They're like, "Oh, have a seat, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll call you up in a minute." <laughs> right. You're like, "Uh, hello. That is my blood. I'm trailing." Right. Whoa. I'm glad you had the fortitude to go and lay on the gurney inside the. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you clearly not. Well, was it life threatening at the time, or was it? Did it was the guy just the worst shot on the? In, in the universe? Yeah, it was life-threatening. It was life-threatening. Yeah. You're lucky you can walk. Yeah. Because he shot you in the back. Mm-hmm. Did he get your lung? No. No. Thank God. So, you go into surgery, I assume? I, I don't remember anything. I mean, I, I stayed woke because they told me that I was on so many drugs that they couldn't do nothing. They couldn't give me no anesthesia. Nothing. Holy crap. only thing they could do was, like, give me blood. And that was it. Until you detox and then they could surgery. I passed out. Like, thank I mean, God you were on those drugs, probably, because yeah. you probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Honestly, that probably kept you alive. Weirdly, right. and, and the way that I seen my mom got there, 
God's when bizarre. my mom got there, I kind of passed out. She must have freaked out. She, yeah. When I woke up, it was like three days later, and I was in the, the ICU recovering from surgery. Did the police question you? Yeah, but I couldn't talk because they had this tube stuck down oh. my throat. It's so big, I couldn't talk Yeah, for a couple of days after that. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they kept going to the uh, one of my baby mama's house. And they kept questioning her. That's who I lived with at the time. And they kept questioning her. And the guy that um, that uh, I had left the money and drugs with, he kept the drugs and he kept more than half of the money. I was wondering if that yeah, was Yeah, he gave her like 20000 And mostly he gave her all the money that had the blood on it. So she was scared and yeah. trying to wash the money off. And the mother of one of your children? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the police kept coming into the house, so she just like burned like seven, eight thousand dollars worth of the money that had blood on it. She just got rid of it. Yeah. So I stayed in the hospital, and when I got out, it wasn't safe for me to go to the house anymore because she stayed like in the neighborhood in the ghetto. So I went to stay with my mom. Because was there like a price on your head from the guy that you robbed? No. How come? Because I guess because he shot me, so. So he felt vindicated? Yeah. That's a lot of money to lose. He was scared of me, too. He didn't really want nobody to know that he shot me. The crazy part about it is he came to the same exact hospital that I was at. When when he got shot, too? Yeah, I got shot, and I left his house and went straight to the hospital, and I (laughs) shot him. And he went to... And he came out, and I seen him, because I was already in the room, and they rolled him by on the gurney. Both of us in the same hospital. Is he still alive? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Wow. intense man I know holy crap so now that you've been shot up like a Swiss cheese did you think then uh, maybe not a great when I was in the hospital I did when I was in the hospital I had a dream that was uh, the beginning of a life change you know what'd you dream when I I was out of it I dreamed that it wasn't just a dream it was just like a flash like a series of all the negative things that I've done in my whole entire life just like keeps playing over but it's like a fast motion it's not showing the whole scene it's just showing all the dirt that I did over and over and over and over again I seen it all so when I woke up I was like man I wonder is that my conscience is that God talking to me is that what I'm going to see on judgment day like that's how you felt that yeah, it was yeah like if I go right now this is what they're going to this is this is the movie that they're going to have of my life and I ain't feel so good about that. So I was like, man, I got to change. You know, like, what am I doing? You know, I mean, what am I doing? I, I got to change. But it was hard for me to change because I was so deep into the gang. I had moved up into ranks some. So I had people under me that was depending on me, that was looking up to me. And, you know, it was just rough. So I got back out and... I got shot, like, that was the second time, so I was kind of, like, low-key, and then I had a lot of people around me, like, being guarded. Guarded from you or guarded for you? Guarded for me. Like, they watching out for me, making sure don't nobody get too close to me, you know, like a lot of my homeboys and stuff, they stuck by me, and, uh. I was able to make a lot of money at that time because... I wasn't getting high as much, and I wasn't out on the scene spending money and doing all the crazy stuff. I was just kind of sitting back every day playing video games, just selling drugs. 
Yeah, so you could sock it away a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I did that, and then I was I was doing good. But you were still thinking like I gotta I gotta figure out my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where did the change come? It didn't happen until I went back to jail again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Third time is the charm, they mm-hmm. say. All right, so how did that happen? Um, one of my friends, this girl I was dating, her brother, he caught a murder case. And he was hiding out at my house. And I guess the police, TBI, followed me home. And they kicked in the door and they busted him. Took him to jail for a homicide. And then like a week later, they came back and got me for drugs. Because jail. you had drugs in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they came back. They knew I, I didn't have drugs at the house in the house then. They didn't search the house for drugs, but they knew that. How can they arrest you without having? Well, they came back and they busted me, and I had drugs then. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Wow. But the, before that, I made I went I got busted over my uncle's house, uh, dropping off something to him. I made bond. And then I got in a high-speed chase, and then I got locked up and I made bond. And then that's when they came to my house and got me. Oh, so you were out on bond. Yeah. Two bonds. Two bonds. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then they they said, hey, you." so I don't really know how a bond works other than you probably are not supposed to have drugs on you when you're on bond. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's probably one of the rules. Right. Well, I was going to my uncle's house, and as soon as I walked in, they were my uncle sold drugs. So they was about to bust my uncle's house right before I walked in. But when they seen me pull up, they was like, hold up. And I walked into the house. As soon as I got in the house, they kicked the door in. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I had my daughter with me. Oh, how old was your daughter? She was a one at the time. A little, too little to know what was going mm-hmm. on. So did they take her away from you? Yeah. Did her mama get her? Yeah, she got her. Okay. But then I went to jail, and like a couple hours later, I made bond. And then when I got out, my man Tyler was like, man, I just caught this case, and I had to spend like $7,000 to get out of jail. For the bonds? Right. Yeah. So I was like, man, I got to make that back. So I started hustling even harder. Sure. And then That's got, that cycle I'm talking right. about. Yeah. yeah. And then I got busted again. Police trying to pull me over for improper lighting on my tag. How did that go? Well, I put him on a high-speed chase, and I got away from him. Shut up. Right. In that but, car? <laughs> no, nah, not that car. No. That's a nice car. I, um, it's crazy for they one man. In, they, they didn't even have me. They found the drugs that I had left in the car, and they went and took out a warrant on me. So, oh, you ran. You, like, ditched the car and took yeah. off running. Yeah. And I got away. Was it nighttime? Because you're very dark. Yeah. <laughs> It was. You could hide better. You just yeah. don't smile. Well, You're in, like, don't smile. I ran up to some people. I seen them in the backyard, and I ran up to them and was like, hey, let me hide in your house. They was like, no. And I was like. People you knew? No, I didn't know them. And I was Shut like. Shut the front door. I'll give you this money right here. And they was like, come in. <laughs> oh, my God. For real? Yeah, so I gave them like a grade. They're like, would you like a sandwich? Yeah, and then the police walked by, and they was like, y'all seen anybody run through here? They was like, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. And when the police left, I left, called somebody. Uh, I tried to call and report the car stolen. But they was like, smart. They're like, no. No. <laughs> you, you, you That's can't a report smart this. angle, yeah. for sure. They was like, no. Somebody just jumped out the car and ran for the police, and, and you're not reporting the car stolen. So they took out a warrant on me. Uh-huh. I went to jail, and I made bond again. Did they keep upping the bond? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, hey. yeah. Yeah. 
So, it may bond her time. Okay, like, let's stop for a second. The mother of your child, was she like, what are you doing? Or is she just enjoying the spoils of your your labors? Yeah, she, she, she enjoyed the spoils of the labor, but at the same time, she was scared. Yeah. Because mm-hmm, she didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. She didn't know what was next. Sure. Was she part of the gang? No. No. She worked every day. You. <laughs> but that wasn't all the baby mama I had. Oh, right. look at you. How I many got, how many I got babies? five kids. From how many mamas? Three. Three mamas. Uh-huh. Including the one you're married to now? Right. Okay. Well, it's no different than most people in this country, I swear. <laughs> Don't you feel like? <laughs> no, I got four. I'm sorry. Four baby mamas. Four no, baby mamas? Three baby mamas and then my wife. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Are, is everybody friends? Uh, they get along. That's a lot of child support. I don't pay child support. I'm I don't child support. I, I pay child support for one child. That's yeah. my son. Yeah. Okay. Who? What, what? How old are your children? I have a 15 year old. I have. Is that a, the one that was one at the time? No. No. I have a 15 year old. I have a 13 year old. Two 11 year olds. You twins? No. Oh. <laughs> They're like 40 days apart. Oh my goodness. Two 11 year olds and a, a 10 year old. So you were dating two women at the same time, and they both got pregnant. Yeah. Oh, I bet they love each other. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> so much. Okay. Wow. Yeah, like a whole harem of people. Goodness. All right. So, are all your kids? Do they all know each other now? Yeah. They're all buddies. And mm-hmm. okay. We together every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I just dropped them off for a day. Okay. You get them all at once. Yeah. Do they know about everything you've done? Yeah. How, how do, what do you say when you talk to them? I don't go into details about it. But no, no, I don't mean that. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you do? You say like, don't be an idiot, don't go do that stuff, or do you say? Yeah, I, I, I make sure that my life is an example of what not to do. My past life was is an example of what not to do. Because I mean, they were like, do they listen? Yeah, they listen. They ask questions, and if they ask the question, I answer it honestly. That's good. I so that they'll important. know and they'll learn from my example and my mistakes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you been married? One. Just the one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so um, so you jumped out of the car. You gave the people, still makes me giggle, $1,000 to hide you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. And you didn't know them? No. Yeah, okay. So you get out of there. You get arrested because there's a warrant for your arrest. Mm-hmm. Do you, does that happen at your house? You can't go home. Where do you go? No, when they... um. They took out the warrant on me. I was just on the run. I was just like, forget it. You're hiding I, with your friends. Right. And... I had two. Um, I was out on two bonds, and when I when I caught that, they revoked it. So I was on the uh, run. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just moving around from here to here. In Nashville. Mm-hmm. Wow. And like I was telling you, one of my friends, I, I started dating his sister, and uh, he came to live with us. And when he started to come come to live with us, he uh, come a homicide. And when they came to bust him, they found you. Right. So I go to jail. You're running with some pretty heavy duty people. Yeah. Yeah. So I go to jail. This is the crazy part because they. Well, I guess he didn't get more time to me, but he did. I got more time to him. And he killed somebody yeah. allegedly, or uh-huh. was it proven? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So he killed somebody. You were dealing drugs, not killing anybody, and right. you go to jail for longer. 
I was just thinking about this. Well, I, I didn't go to jail for longer, so at the time it didn't. It, it, it added up with that it wasn't. But like, I mean, the time. I'm sorry. They right. they they sentence you to go to jail for mm-hmm. longer, whether or not you have to serve the whole time. But right. I was thinking about that for um, like rapists get less time than drug dealers mm-hmm. a lot of times, which makes no sense to me. But right. anyway, um, so third time in jail. How long are you there for? The eight years. Oh, eight years this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long did you serve? Well, they gave me 20 years to serve. They gave you 20, you served yeah. eight. Yeah, I served eight. So now are you thinking, I don't know that this is going to go by so fast. Or were you like, eh, whatever. No, that's why I was like, well, I was really stressed out. I was saddened behind it because I had to sign my life over to them. And it could be eight years or it could be 20 years. Did you plead guilty? Yeah. Yeah. Because if I didn't plead guilty, then they were going to give me like 50 years. Right. Was, I don't, does this state have the three strikes you're out? No. Oh, okay. They give you hundreds of years. It don't matter. I plead guilty. And how many children do you have at this point? When that happened? All five of them. You had all five. God, that's a major bummer too. I mean, on top of having to go to prison, which is no picnic, um, you've got all these kids that Mm -hmm. you don't get to see. Right. That sucks. All right, so how did you get through those eight years? Just one day at a time? Yep. <laughs> yep. Was it business as usual when you went back this time? Or mm-hmm. were you like, fuck this, I got to do something different? Well, when I went back, I was more ruthless at the beginning. Because I was like, Shh, this is going to be my home for the next I don't know how long. You know, I just got a 20-year sentence, so I'm going to have to boss up, you know. So to I, protect yourself. I mean, yeah, that, but to take care of myself, too. Make an income while you're in jail. Right. So I can make sure I send something out there to my kids. So I can make sure that I eat good and I'm taking yeah, care of it here. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. And, you know, if I get visits, I might basically have to pay somebody to come visit me because they ship me way out to West, East Tennessee, everywhere. They didn't let you stay in your... No. Is that normal? They yes. just send you where there's room? Yeah. So they sent me in East Tennessee, North, I mean, West Tennessee. Well, they, they moved you around? Mm-hmm. Oh, what, wait, why? Uh, Did you do something? Yeah, I was just doing too much. Like, were you being bad? I wasn't getting busted red-handed. But you were doing some stuff and they knew? Yeah, so like, yeah. It's like breaking up kids in a classroom. That right. Are, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I have all the guards, like, on every shift, like, four or five guards bringing me drugs every day. The guards? Yeah. Damn. And they were like, people were getting caught smoking weed. People were getting caught with a cell phone or with an MP3 player. And they would find like a pound of weed over here and cigarettes over there. So they was like, something's going on. Did they not suspect that some of the guards were supplying drugs? Yeah. They just couldn't bust. They couldn't bust anybody. Mm -hmm. So... uh, it's like a whole other... Other people would tell on me. That's that's where the static used to come in. Other gangs. Um, other gangs would tell on me. Because you are causing them to have issues with their work. So they right. want to get rid of you because right. the competition. Right. Get the competition. Right. Did so anybody ever try and kill you while you are in there? No. That's good. So. So they would move me over here and then I'd be like a year go by before I come up again on... Guard, come bring me something in. It would take that long, yeah, yeah. To, to 
build up a relationship. It right. probably takes a really long time. Right. Man, that's heavy. Yeah. Man, okay. And then uh, my wife played a big part in my change. Had you met her already? Yeah, we had already had a kid together. Okay. She was uh, one, I had a child, and her and uh, the other girl was both pregnant at the same time. They were the 11-year-olds? Yeah. Okay. And they were pregnant at the same time, and I kind of ditched my wife then. The girlfriend? She wasn't your wife yet? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Just to keep things from getting confusing. I was living with one of them. Okay. And uh, I was stepping out on her with the other one. Okay. And I got both of them pregnant, so I chose to be with the one that I was already with. And not with what the would one be you my were cheating. Right. Yeah, okay. So um, she wanted me to change too, but I was like, nah. And that's why I kind of ditched her. I tried to make her have an abortion, but she was like, I don't believe in abortions. I'm not having an abortion. And, you know. Yeah. So. Um, and you and, didn't want to be with her because she was asking you to put your life back together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ran back into her when I went to jail. And we started talking. How do you run into someone if you're in jail? Because <laughs> she, she, she always stayed connected to somebody that was connected to me. Because you had a child together. Right. So she always was friends with one of my homeboys just to keep up with what I was doing. She loved you. Right. Yeah. And uh, one of my homeboys told me, like, hey, man, I'm talking to a girl, man. I was like, Shh, I don't want to talk to her. She's like, hey, man, you know, she's got a little girl by you and stuff. I was like, well, she don't. It was like, yeah. You were a dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, just one day I was just like, Shh, forget it. I'm going to get on the phone and talk to her. I ain't have nobody. I was lonely. I ain't have no girlfriend, nobody to talk to. And I was like, Shh, I'll talk to her. So I started talking to her, you know. And I uh, was talking about my daughter and a lot of stuff. And uh, I asked her to come and see me. She was like, nah, she wouldn't come and see me. And I told her, well, I want to see the baby, you know. She was like, uh, I guess I'll bring her, you know. So she brought her up. It was the first time I ever met my daughter. It was pretty cool. And it was like, you know, real touching. It was like, man, can't believe that I was so messed up on drugs, that I was so far gone in the gang life and the streets and this and that, that I was missing out on my child. And she was beautiful, you know. And, you know, when, when I seen her, I fell in love with her right then and there. Oh. And, uh... With the girl or the baby? The baby. Yeah. Yeah. But then me and her started talking, you know, trying to get things right. And we was like, man, look, we'll give it another shot. But she was like, I'm not giving it another shot unless you're going to change. Smart lady. Yeah. Tough. And I was like, man. So we talked for a couple couple months, I guess. Maybe a year. And they yeah. can come visit me all the time and stuff like that. And then I just made a decision, like, I'm going to put you before the gangs and I'm going to try to change. Don't expect nothing too fast, but, you know. Did you want to? You yeah, really I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to change. I was tired of living like that. I was tired of getting shot. I was tired of getting high. I was tired of running the streets. I was tired of going to jail. I was like, I'm going to die in jail. I'm going to die in the streets. Yeah. And I ain't going to have nothing. I'm just going to be nobody. Not gonna have made any kind of legacy or anything. You know, my kids not even gonna know me. They're just gonna hear what everybody else tell them. Yeah. So I, I really wanted to change. That wasn't the life I was raised up as. I wasn't raised that way. I had a good family, a good mom, 
that worked hard and took care of us. I didn't live in the projects. None of that stuff. I was good. I went to church and I was a good kid. I played sports and all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just got You made a path. different choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Um, so I was like three years in when me and my wife started back talking. And then we started we made a commitment that we were going to be girlfriend and boyfriend. And then after about, um, say about three years, two years maybe, then we made it official. It's like, well, we're going to get married, you know. So were you so, going to church inside the jail? Yeah, every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. But I was doing a lot of reading, and me and her were talking, and we were praying and yeah. things of that sort. And uh, just used to think about my life a lot. Like, what did I want to be out of life? Because I wasn't dumb. Like, I made it to the 12th grade. You know, I was very smart. I was. Mm-hmm. I, I played ball. I was very. I was an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't just like dumb. Just made a lot of bad choices. So I, I was kind of like one up on everybody else that was in there because they was like dumb. <laughs> like well, they, they ignorant. I'm right, for ignorant. sure. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people in the prisons yeah. they can't even read. Yeah, they couldn't read. Like yeah. they would come to me like, "Hey, what this mean? Yeah. Um, you know, looking read this to me. Or yeah, that's not how you do that's this. And, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I was I stayed on a good path for a while, and I talked to the people to see if I can get moved. And they was like, to be well, closer. Yeah, and they was like, well, if you keep if you stay out of trouble, then you know." You stop doing all the things that we know you're doing. We just can't catch you. Then we'll think about it. And I was like, look, I'm not going to be slowing down. I'm not going to be stopping if you're just selling me a dream. Like, if I slow down and I stop the drugs from coming in and I stop a lot of the gang stuff that's going going on in here, are you really going to move me? And I was like, yeah. So I, I I slowed down. I told all my own boys, they like, we not even, no more fighting, no more nothing, no more wars, no more. Did they listen? Yeah. Because you were a higher up in there. Mm-hmm. They have to do what you say. Mm-hmm. If not, then we'll get them beat up. Not get them beat up or get them stabbed. Uh, so everything slowed down. All, a lot of violence stopped. That's really what they were concerned about. They really weren't too concerned about the drugs because the drugs never stopped. If, even if I stopped, somebody else was still going to be selling drugs and bringing it in. But it's the violence. It was the violence, yeah. Yeah. So when all the violence stopped and, you know, um, I got my GED. You did? Yeah. So when I got my GED, they was like, all right, well, we're going to send you on to Nashville so you can be back close to your family and you can go to the annex. So I went to Nashville, and I went to the Annex, and it was like... What's that? The Annex? Yeah. It's like a minimum oh, okay. security place. And it was Were like, you in Max? No. Before that? No. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, it was just like laid back. Like, I didn't have to sit at the table and visit with my hands like this. Like, I could get up and walk around. We could cook out and have picnics and barbecue. You could see your family every real every weekend, yeah. like twice. And touch and, your daughter, and, right? Yeah. So I enjoyed that a lot, and um, me and my wife got married there. Yeah. While you were still incarcerated, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so we got married there, and then I went up for parole. And when I went up for parole, they denied me. They was like, "No." I was like, "Ah." They put me off for two more years, so I had to Did go Did they back. say why? They were just saying I'm a high risk. 
Yeah. Did you agree with them? Yeah. Okay. I agree with. Them. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want you because at the time I really I was I was changing, but the change hasn't hadn't happened yet. You know, because yeah. if I was to get out right then at that point, I might would have took a different turn. You would have slipped back, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they put me out for two years, and then I went back in two years, and then they put me off again for eighteen months. Yeah. That's tough. And, and by now, sh- your daughter would be what, like six ish. Mm-hmm. And then they shut the annex down. Why? Too much drugs coming in, cell phones, and a couple of people walked off, tried to escape. Oh. Yeah. So they shut it down. And they sent everybody everywhere except me. They let you stay? They let me stay. I just moved to another prison right across the street. Okay. And when I moved to that prison, it was still... When you moved... I don't mean to interrupt you, sorry. I'm just curious. When you move from prison to prison like that, does mm-hmm. your reputation go with you? Or do you mm-hmm. just... It does. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to start from scratch. No. You know, know what the, you, you know are. what the crazy part about it is? They have inmate-to-inmate mail. So if we're in prison together, and me and you are friends, yeah. and some guy does something to me, and they ship him off, I could write a letter to you and say, hey, look, this guy's on the way up there. He did this and he owes me this. So when he gets there, handle it. And I send it in the mail and he get there and he gets there at the same time. They don't open the mail and go, oh, we have to protect this guy or anything? They're just like, ah, whatever. They open the mail, but something you can write in code. like, Oh, yeah. You know. Man. Stuff like that. So it never goes away. Like, if... I sold you drugs, like $300 worth of drugs, and you haven't paid me. So you, like, go tell the officers, like, hey, look, I need some help. I need to get away from here. They're going to kill me. They'll put you in protective custody, and then they'll send you to another prison. But once you get there, I already sent the letter saying you owe me. So my homeboys up there are going to take care of you. They're going to get the money, and they're going to send it to me. Yeah. Yeah. If not, they're going to stab you for me. Wow, it's crazy. Okay, so now you're up for parole again. Or they let you stay. Yeah, they let me stay. And when I went across the street, um, they came around and they passed out some flyers that said Nashville, uh, Nashville State Community College is accepted applications. They're going to let us go to college and earn uh, college credits from inside. Thank God. Right, so I was like, man. I was so happy to read that that program was. Yeah, so I was like, man, that's a great program maybe that I could get in and be a part of. But at first I was like, man, they might let me out if I do that. You know, but at the same time, I'm smart. I already help a lot of people anyway. So uh, I just take the compass test to see if I can pass it. And I took the compass test and I passed it. And everybody already heard about me. They already know my reputation, like the wardens and people up high. And they was like, I don't want him in the program. He's going to jack it off. He ain't trying to learn nothing. He's like the worst gang member in, in, you know. That's what they said about you? Yeah, that's what they were like. No, he's a gang member. He's like the leader of the gangs. We can't have him in the program. He's getting people stabbed. He's really, we're really going to ship him out to another prison anyway. But you had spent the last couple of years cleaning, cleaning your life up. Right. They didn't care. No. No. So, the lady, Miss Miss Ducha, the lady yes. over the program, yeah, yeah, she she talked to me to let me stay, wow. and she talked to me. It was like I got faith in you. I think you could do it. She was like, let's prove them wrong. So, I got in the class and I did great. 
Do you know Harlan then? Harlan. Harlan Peace. Did he teach you? Yeah, Mr. Peace. Yeah. yeah, that was my guy. Yeah, that's cool. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they all loved me though, and they, they liked the fact that I was willing to learn, and it took me away from the game. Cause like when I I didn't have time for education that. education does that I didn't have time for that because I was interested in learning. You Finally know. gave your see this is the thing is I feel like here you are at eighteen bright mm-hmm. just as bright as you are now that doesn't change but you're not get, been being given anything to really let's just high school sucks I nearly flunked out of high school mm-hmm. I hated every freaking minute of it you know and just again based on choices I. I didn't make the same choices you made, but I could have. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm a lanky white girl, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I could have made certain choices. I feel like these very, very bright kids are just, they're not, they don't, they're not given any opportunities. So yeah. now finally flash forward a decade. And then, and then, you know, it was a challenge to me because they always thought that I was stupid or was was ignorant. But nobody stopped to ask you. Nobody stopped to ask me. They never knew what I knew. They never knew how I had enough sense to orchestrate yeah. all of this. Right. They didn't they didn't care. Yeah. They didn't think like this guy gotta be smart. Like he's been in prison. You know what I mean? I stayed in prison eight years. I went to the hole one time. That's uh for people that don't know, that's uh confinement. Yeah. Yeah, solitary. Right. Yeah. And I was like But yet you were orchestrating all sorts of Pretty right. bad things. Right. Yeah. And I got the brains to like talk the uh, officers into bringing drugs in for me. I got the brains to know how to hide it so they can't find it. Yeah. Everything that they do, I would do it better. I would I would beat them at their own game. But they never thought to like talk to me and figure out, like try to pick my brain and figure out like, this guy got to be smart. Yeah. Let's give him something to focus his energy on. Right. But they never did until I got into their college program. And then when I got into the college program, I knew all odds was against me. Everybody thought, well, he's going to do something. Because they was like, well, if you get one disciplinary write-up, we don't care what it's for, sagging your pants, shirt not tucked in, anything, you're out of the program. We're sending you back to the big prisons. So I was like, all right. So what? Well, I got to lose. So they never, I never got in trouble for anything. Yeah. Nah. And you finally got a chance to learn some stuff. And right. Your brain was yeah. happy. Right. Yeah. I started to learn more and more and just thinking about, wow, I could use this to do this when I get out and be positive with it and, you know, how to take all the negative energy and the negative things that I was doing and do positive things and good things and be somebody in life, you know. Yeah, your wife must have been so proud of you. Yeah, she was, but she was, my wife's tough. She's part Italian and she, she's not taking no crap. And she was on me too at the same time. She was like, look, you can do anything and you mess this up. I'm leaving you. Yeah. Well, really, she probably wouldn't have left me, but just the thought of me being by myself and not having my wife and my family, Mm -hmm. they were my support. Tough love, that's called tough love. Yeah, Yeah, she stayed on me. Yeah. Yeah. Get on her. Yeah, and uh, I made it through the class. I graduated. I went up for parole. Miss Duchin went up with me, and they put me off again. What? Why? Just because I was still a high risk. They put me off for another year. Oh my God! Talk about seeing what you're made of. Right. So when I got when I after the parole hearing, after I had graduated the college class and did so good, and they put me off another year, and I was like, man. I just want to smoke a joint. <laughs> no kidding. 
But I know if I smoke that joint, then they got you. They got me. Yeah, I'm going right back to the lifestyle. Do you feel like maybe they were just like, well, we'll just fuck him one more time, and if he doesn't yeah. react, right. then we know he's good. Right. I mean, I, I assume yeah. that was there. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then I stayed in for another year. But you took that tenacity that put you through all that other stuff and applied it to something, mm-hmm. as you say, positive. Yeah. So they were really. I, I had. I already exceeded the amount of credits that I could get in the college class. Yeah. Did so. anyone along the way, I mean, I this is all based on movies, but I assume that as you're trying to get out of the gang, they, does that make them nervous? Like, or are you protected because the level you were at? I think I may have asked this already, oh, I but what you're so like they didn't try and you know kill you in your sleep or anything. Going, oh well, now he's. He's no, high risk I, against the Crips because all the things he knows and if, if somebody's No, nah, you know what it was? Uh, when I started to change, my mentality started to change and a lot of people took it for weakness. You know, I had to take a lot. You know, like stuff that I wouldn't put up with. Like people cussing me out, calling me bitches. Like that's total disrespect. But I would like let it roll off my shoulder because I got... Bigger and better things in my vision right now, yeah. Yeah. Like, I ain't got time, man. You cussing me out and you calling me weak or you dissing me, saying that I'm... uh, When in reality, you were stronger than any of them. Right, and I was like, look, I don't care what you say. You Just as long as you don't try to touch me alone, you know. Yeah. Then I had to protect myself, but... Did anyone do that? Did anyone try to hurt you? No. That's good. They talked a lot. They threatened a lot, but nobody ever did anything. bullies are like that. Yeah, nobody never did anything. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's a, that, that, I mean, that's a, one of the reasons that I talk to guys that's in gangs, they're about, because they're like, oh, I can't get out the gang. I'm like, well, why can't you? Okay, wait, let's, we're jumping the gun. So, so let, so you, you, they say no, no, parole, you had to spend one more year, mm-hmm. and then what happens? You go through your year, you're just well, biding your time, you're probably well, reading. They, I, they, I was really supposed to be out of the program because at the beginning of the program, it was only set up for you to make, uh, what, 18 months worth of credits. Okay. So, I had already got all the credits that I could get, but they let me stay in, and Miss Duchin pushed the program a little bit further, so I got to stay in and still get some more credits. Yeah. And the year went by, and I went up for parole, and when I went up for parole, then they gave it to me. Thank God. Yeah. And they gave it to me. It took like, it usually takes 30 days for you to go home. It took me almost 90, about 60 days maybe, a little bit over 60 days to get out. Why? I don't know. Maybe they wanted me to do something or get in trouble or something like that. I don't know. But it took me a long time. Yeah. So then you're out and what happens now? This is how many years ago now? Eight years ago. Well, no. Let me see. I've been out three and a half years. Three and a half years. Almost okay. three and a half years. Okay. So you spent your twenties in jail, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when I get out, you know, the crazy part. Well, um, I promise. What? While I was waiting to get out, I got sick, and I started to swell up like I had a knot on my eye. And it swollen, made my eye real shit. I couldn't get a lot of medical attention or nothing. Why? Why would they not? They didn't really know. What was going on? Right. Do you know what was going on? I, I found out 
once I got home. Yeah. Then uh, I have, I have an inflammatory lung disease. It's called sarcoidosis. How do you get that? I was born with it. Oh wow! But you have to do something to trigger it. All the smoking of the stuffs. I think so. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. That's why my voice is so kind That's of quiet quite, and yeah, raspy. raspy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. But I got it from, I guess, being in there, smoking in there. Yeah. Do you smoke still? No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> Usually you can tell a smoker because no, there's like that, the smell of smoke around them. No, yeah. So you get out, you find out you're sick. Mm-hmm. Do What do you have to do, like inhalers and stuff? Yeah. 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 And. Now what? Now you're like, well, time to put my money where my mouth is. Well, I just, I mean, got me a job and, you know, my wife had already had me set up, though, pretty much. We That's had a good. nice place to live. I had a car when I came home. What does she do? She's a nurse. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Explains her tenacity and her mm-hmm. capacity for love. Yeah. Yeah. So when I got out, she was still in school when I got out. But, yeah. uh, when I got out, I was... Working at a temporary service, just mm-hmm. doing small jobs and stuff like that, and, you know. But I was a hard worker, though, and I was going to go to college, but my wife was in school, so I had to work yeah. to help. Expensive, take, right? Yeah. So I had to come straight out, running, no sitting around playing because she was still in school. Yeah. And right before it's I got a good out, thing. yeah, right before I got it, like. Um, and most of the time while I was in, uh, she was doing part-time school, ain't working. Yeah. Yeah, but when I came home, she had quit her job like three or four months before I came home. And she was full-time in school. Yeah, it's a lot of work, too. Mm-hmm. So I had to come straight home and, you know, hit the ground running. Like, give me a job and yeah. work. And, you know, she had already had everything that we needed, like four or five, six months worth of bills paid up. That's good. And I had a car, and we had a nice place to live. And You're lucky a lot of people don't have yeah, that. Yeah, and I got out. She bought me clothes, and, you know, we were straight. Yeah. Yeah. So all I had to do was get a job and pick up what she left off. Yeah, what she did. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Where do you work now? Well, I started out working at an auction. I found the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah we was having a yard sale because uh, we were just trying to raise money just to yeah. support our family. And we was having a yard sale, and the guy came by. And he just got off of work and he was buying some tools. And my wife was like, you need to ask them to see where they work at. And I was like, man, ask them. They look like they might smoke crack. <laughs> she was like, well, no, you never know. And I was like, well, I asked him. And he was like, yeah, man, you looking for a job? He was like, come down, we'll hire you, man. So I went down there, started working at the auction. They hired me. But I was on time every day, never called out from work. You know, yeah. just a great worker. And you've been there for the three years? No, I oh. was working there for two years, and they had a layoff, and I lost my job. Ah. Yeah. Oh. I lost my job right when my wife graduated. Oh, man. So yeah. then she went to work. Right. But I didn't stay out from work nothing but a month. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got a better job. Because at the auction. Right. And I started working, and... I've been there for a year now. That's awesome. Yeah, and I make great money. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And my wife works, and she makes great money, and the kids are all together. How many, so, okay, I'm, I don't know why I said how many. That wasn't the words I was looking for. How, you go now, and you talk to kids who are either already in gangs, and like, how did that come to be? I'm, I hope I'm, I'm taking a lot of your time. Oh, right? no, you're fine. Okay. 
Um, the guy in my church was doing ministries in the juveniles. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to come speak to the juveniles. And I was like, yeah. So when I went the first time, I was kind of just laid back. And all of them was looking at me. You know, they was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Yeah, because I didn't look like the other people did. Yeah. I looked at like them. Yeah. You know, but I never talked at first. And uh, they weren't paying the two ministers any mind, basically. They wasn't stunting him. They were like talking when they were talking and they were being rude. Disrespectful. Yeah, crack a joke and they were laughing and stuff. But then when it was my time to get up to speak, they were like all ears and all focused. And I just give them my story, tell them a lot of stuff that I've been through, and, you know. And they asked a million questions, and they all was interested, and they was like, are you coming back next week? Are you coming back next week? And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll come back next week. And I just talk to them and give them the game before they even get into what they're getting into. I let them know what you're getting into. Do you think there's a risk when you go and talk to them that, you know, I mean, we all have our struggles, and they're like, oh, wait, $80,000? I mean, I'm going to do that, and then I'll just get out or whatever. Do you think there's that risk that that they, that that might actually, that, that, do you know what I mean? It's a risk. No matter with, what. Yeah, with or without my story. Yeah. Yeah, but I tell them, like. It's such a good story. This is what comes along with it. Yeah. And remember, I didn't get to keep the 80 grand. I know. It was really more than 80 grand because, like, we had got, like, 10 pounds of hydro, which was, like, that pot. Yeah. Okay. It was like $5,000 a pound. So we had got like 10 pounds plus the 80000 in cash. I didn't even get it. And out. seven bullets. Right. Wee. Right. Yeah. So. It's really cool that you go and do that. Mm-hmm. What a story. Now, I'm a deacon at my church. You are? Yeah. It's awesome. Awesome, ain't it? It's awesome. It's a big turnaround. This was my whole purpose. That's why I was able to endure. That's why I was able to learn. From all the things that I went through was so that I could tell someone else. Absolutely. You know, about just give them my story and maybe they'll listen and maybe they'll stop them from going through what I went through. And even if one. Right. Even if just one. Yeah. But it's probably more than one. Uh, I hope so. I hope so too. I know. I mean, I don't know how I'm affecting anybody right now, but. The, the fact is, is that you have survived so many trials and tribulations, self-imposed to be sure, but you have gotten through it to the other side and are now making a difference. It's a major, major the major. The things that I think play a big part of me changing is uh, that dream that I had in the hospital. Yeah. Um, getting back in relationship with my wife mm-hmm. in the college class, able to learn and expand my mind and look beyond what was in front of me. Yeah. The college thing in the prison system is education, period, mm-hmm. and therapy, I think, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, too. Uh, no. the, I don't think the therapy. You don't think it works? No. no. I went through therapy programs. and Really? No. Well, I've been to years of therapy, and I love it, so maybe it's different on the inside. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's different on the inside than it is outside. Probably. Mm-hmm. Because in there, it's just like, all right, this is my, it's just a job to them. They don't take it serious. Uh, they like, you know. Yeah. It's a big difference. Right. Yeah. Education. Let's stick with that. Yeah. Education. Education. Yeah. <laughs> we'll agree on Most that. Most definitely. Especially if you're like, able to learn. They're like, education can take somebody that don't even, 
know anything. And just the smallest thing will keep them focused okay. and zoned in on, like, stop, leave me alone. I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. Because it's a challenge. People love a challenge. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wait, is there a name of the organization that, that you go out and, or is there an organization that, do, that you want to, like, recommend or whatever for people or just? The like, initiative. It's called the initiative. Oh, mm-hmm. that's the same one that, yeah, okay. Yeah. I re- okay, I'll post that again on the yeah. link. Yeah. Education thing. Yeah, in church. And church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go to church. Thank you for giving back too. Because you didn't have to, but nah. you, you know, but you do. It's a must. Yeah. I want to see a picture of your baby girl. Well, all your kids for that matter. Right, I got it. Let me see. Let me pull out the phone. Let's see. <laughs> I got so many pictures because we've been on so many trips. It's ridiculous. Is it fun having a big family like that? Yes, yeah. it is very fun. And the kids all get along well? Mm-hmm. It's girls. It's all They're girls. all girls? Four girls and one boy. Where's the boy fall in the... He's the second to the oldest. Okay, so he's at least he doesn't get picked on by all the girls. <laughs> he can hold his own. Let's see. Oh. All right, so this was then, but this was in 2014. Oh, you have a handful. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. Ah, your son looks so <laughs> cute, too. They're all so beautiful. That's awesome. That was kind of... And you got to live to see it. Right. Congratulations. That's good. David, you're awesome. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for being on the podcast. No problem.